Welcome to Daily Shots, your daily dose of the Word of God from the Verbum Dei Catholic Missionary Family. So drink deep, my friend, drink deep from the abundance of this rain that's sweeter than the finest wine. So drink deep, my friend, drink deep an ocean of love that falls in every drop. Today, we celebrate the Feast of St. Luke the Evangelist, and today we will also reflect on the verses where God sent out His Apostles from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 1 to 9, but I'll only read parts of it. The Lord Jesus appointed 72 disciples whom He sent ahead of Him in pairs to every town and place He intended to visit. He said to them, Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Hi, I am Dian from Mindanao, Philippines. I hope your heart is at peace as you listen to this reflection. As I reflected on the verses, this was very rich with God's message. It is just a short passage, but there is so much He wants us to realize and understand. For now, I'll focus on the first two that caught my attention. Jesus just said He is sending His disciples as vulnerable lamps among vicious wolves. And yet, he did not send them with any weapons, not even money, nor sandals, which makes them all the more vulnerable. While it may be clear that the disciples were vulnerable to elements, what we do not see nor immediately recognize was that they have power, not superpowers like invincibility nor speed, but the power of faith. And that was powerful enough that we hear of Jesus and his goodness up to this day. The power of faith moved millions of people and transcended thousands of years. All it took was each of those disciples' faith that God will take care of them. Today, we depend on insurance, bank savings, or our jobs to give us what that sense of security. I am not saying that they are bad because they are practical. Yet, let us never forget that the most important source of our security should be God's love for us. You know, my fiancé and I had long wanted to be wed, but during the pandemic, he got retrenched and lost his job. For two long years, he waited to be rehired, but nothing. He prayed and begged, but he only heard God's silence. We had to postpone everything. On top of that, within these two years, his dad got sick, needed a supply of oxygen regularly, and had to do dialysis three times a week. 
With his savings depleted, he just didn't know how to provide for his aging parents, especially his dad's medication. On these times, I admit, I questioned God's intentions. Until how much could someone suffer? Wasn't he being too harsh? Wasn't two years too much? You know what? Sometimes we think we know more than God does. And usually, when this happens to me, especially when I show impatience, he comes back to me with a smile and an, I told you so, you should trust me. And he says that so lovingly. You know, because out of nowhere, my fiancé's online radio, which he had been working on for months but didn't seem promising, suddenly brought in money enough for him to support his dad and send money to his parents. Sadly, his father did not survive his illness. He was distraught but grateful that despite his situation and despite what happened, he was able to provide for his dad. Interestingly though, after spending all necessary requirements for his dad's medication and burial, the money stopped coming in, as if God just really wanted to hand that over because he knew it was badly needed. There was also a time when he didn't know where to get his rent and bills. Then, all of a sudden, he had this health allowance he never knew existed deposited in his bank account. Throughout 800 days, or about two and a half years of joblessness, there were many instances when I saw how God provided for him, despite having close to nothing. I saw how God still took care of him, even if he felt he had lost everything. It was like every little thing that came in, every ray of hope and every provision was a miracle and brought so much joy to us. Wouldn't life be so much better if we thought that way? In what areas of your life do you think you should work on and have more faith in God? More than that, how has God shown His grace and faithfulness in you, but you were too busy to notice? Often, when we get used to all the comfort we have, we forget that whatever we are enjoying is because of God's grace and provision. Probably that's why God instructed His disciples not to bring anything. He wanted them to experience His daily miracles and able to strengthen their faith. God takes care of us even in moments when we think He's silent and out of reach. We might not understand His intentions for the droughts in our life nor fully grasp His plan, but He does take care of us and want us to be okay. We need only faith to have the courage to fight. The second part that caught my attention most was, If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. For me, this line means everything we receive from God needs our cooperation. We need to do our part. In order to receive peace, we must be peaceful. In order to earn, we must work and create opportunities for ourselves. In order to experience God's grace, we must be gracious and ready to receive what is in store for us. What blessing do you pray to God for? Do you need more inner peace? Do you need more joy? Do you need a more abundant life? 
perhaps higher grades? Well, what is your part in making this blessing happen? What do you need to do to achieve those while you wait? Holy Spirit, please help us realize our role in making God's plans unfold in our lives. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <music>